We all influence. We sometimes don't like to think, you know, we're just a nobody. Well, you may have been a nobody when God saved you, you became a somebody. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. How does a Christian influence this world? Matthew 5, 16 said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The world can be divided into two kinds of people. First, there are the believers who in the Beatitudes are called blessed. They're dwelt by the God because of Christ. In Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3, God said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sakes, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Number 11, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. God said, rejoice and be exceedingly great for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted they the prophets which were before them. They are the people who realize their spiritual helplessness, sorrow over sin, who are meek for balance between extremes, the hunger for God's righteousness, merciful, pure in heart. All these things we just read in these first 12 verses. The world can be divided into two kinds of people. The believers influence the unbelievers by what he is not, by what he has. Now, in the world, 
They looked at where you live, what kind of car you drive, how you dress. But let me tell you, God is not interested in anything I wear as long as it's modest. Christ did say in Matthew five thirteen and 14, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his Savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. God said in verse 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We are to make sure that our lifestyle is different than our neighbors. I've been living over there at 326 Adlerberry Drive for several years now. Got some good neighbors. They don't know Christ. They don't want to know Christ because they don't have time for Christ. You got to realize, Brother Tony, sometimes we work 18 hours and with all the toys that we got, God don't want us to have them and not use them. No problem. If those toys are keeping you from church, sell them. Give them away. Because you will stand before God one day and give an account for that. He said, ye are the light of the world. Those neighbors I'm talking about are great people. They're honest. If I'm out there trying to use the weed eater and their home, he'll come over and take that weed eater out of my hand and said, you rest. I'll do this for you. One day I was riding the moor and uh, been rained the day before and I got a little too close to the bank and you know my front of my mower uh, flipped out and, and this you know about a five foot two blonde headed beauty she came over and she said I'll take care of that for you. I looked at her and she said, get off of it. I, you know, I don't want to lift you and the more too. This honest truth. She got hold of that front end, that more. 
Anytime you need something, holler at me. Don't try to do it yourself. Why did I say this? There are lost people that will do more for you sometimes than saved people will. You ever been able to figure that out? I haven't. The believer's influence, the unbeliever, is what he is, not by what he has. The believer's very present in this world acts as salt and light, preventing corruption and a exposing error. Being blessed means having God's nature within you. Not what you got in the bank. Not by what you drive. Not by who you know. It is God's nature within you. Turn with me to Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one, verse four. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these he might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. See, lust gets us in trouble. That's what calls divorce, lust. Lust for somebody who's got more, somebody who you think is more pretty, more sexy, more knowledgeable. But if they don't know Christ, our job is to live in front of them, speak the gospel when the door is open, but most of all, let our life be consistent. Because of Christ, the believers are no longer fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, nor effeminate. Wrote a little note, don't do it. Well, guess what? That doesn't remind me to do it. We get, or I do, well, I don't get excited. I just get mad, you know, when I was somewhere a few weeks ago, and this, I'm assuming he was a male. He had a beard, but he had on a dress, and y'all would just love his shoes. And somebody said, you don't know him, do you? I said, no, God sometimes blesses me beyond measure. 
But they went on to say, he, she, or it, is a song leader at such and such a church. See, that's what God thinks about them. He said, because of Christ, the believers are no longer. Still in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. God said, no. As we look at this, and we see Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Notice how important these things are. For if these things be in you and abound, abound, it means they stand out. The traits that you have, you've learned, the Holy Spirit has taught you, they abound. It doesn't mean that you won't do some of that silly stuff because we're still in the flesh. But your faith will abound. One of the worst things somebody could say to me if I believe they really meant it, well, you sure don't act like a Christian. Well, sometimes Christians don't give much evidence they are Christians. But God said, if these things that we just read, for if these things be in you, be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. Come on now. What does it mean? That if these things be in you and abound, they, they make you that ye shall neither be barren. You're going to have some fruit. Nor unfruitful. These are two things that should be in all of us. And if they're not in all of us, and if they are not visible, if people can't see it in us without us telling, the worst thing that anybody can say to me is that they have known me for some time would be, are you saved? I've failed God when a person has got to ask me if I'm saved. I'm not talking about somebody you first met. I'm talking about you know, people that you've known, people that you associate with, and one day they just get the nerve to ask you, are you saved? You say, well, that, don't end, that doesn't bother me. 
Well, the reason it doesn't bother you is because you don't have these fruits in you. The believer's very presence in the world acts as a salt and light, preventing corruption and exposing error. Me and brother Tom Sutherland was on the the phone yesterday for about an hour. And we discussed some of those things with some people that we both know and we're concerned about. They profess to be saved. But by their own admission, they don't go to church. They have no desire to go to church. And I'm certainly not going to give the preacher 10% of what I make. When you give your tithe, you're not giving it to me. You're giving it to the Lord. And let me give you some good advice that's not in my notes. You need to give it or he'll take it. But he'll give it. God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, when we Look at the word of God and we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, God said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor effeminates. You know, we think about that word and we sort of smile because we can't imagine that a boy wanting to be a girl and a girl wanting to be a boy, and then it goes further. The parents wanted a boy, so to have the girl operated on, you know, Ring the bell. You born female, you do all the operations you want to do. You'll be a female when you stand before God. You can't undo what Christ has done. No abusers of themselves with mankind. Verse 10 says, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You know, it's, it would be hard to be a politician and not break at least one of these. And I'm not saying all politicians are lost. I'm it'd be hard.
same chapter, verse 11, God said, and such were some of you. See, some of us did those things, but God said, and such were We were. Well, Christ paid for that. We were. But ye are washed. It means that he cleansed you through his blood. He said, but ye are sanctified. That means you don't do it no more. You're sanctified. And now they passing this gamble on anything now. There's going to be more people on food stamps and either one of those pretend politicians can help whoever gets elected. Only thing different one's white, one black. When they pass this gambling thing, <laughs> and I was so proud of your governor, not mine. He said, I'm a deacon. And I see that deacon drinking, and I see that deacon, so I'm going to make the first bet. You want to know what's wrong with this country? Leaders like Deacon Becerra and whatever the other one is, you know. But I believe personally, and probably y'all don't care, but I believe a good old Baptist could run for office and he wouldn't get enough votes to hold his head up. Because whether you're a politician or a post hole digger, if God has saved you, you want somebody to know it. There's no such thing as secret disciples. Not in 2023. Christ said, let your light shine. The only gospel that some people know I remember when I moved over to Carlisle, there's, if y'all not familiar with Carlisle, that, that is our courthouse. Right behind our courthouse is the police department and a Baptist church and a Methodist church and a Christian church. Now, you know that is a godly town. When one of the Dickens, his wife is leaving him because he was seeing another woman. 
No, that don't just happen in Carlisle. It happened in every town, everywhere. And it doesn't bother us. The adjective bless means not only indwelt by God because of Christ, but also being fully satisfied, having obtained peace with God through Christ. That's where your peace comes from. And anytime somebody asks me to go talk to somebody, they're, they're in a bad way. First question I ask them, how's your relationship with the Lord? Oh, Brother Tony, I, I was saved when I was five, six years old. Really, I can't even remember how old I was. Can you remember when the last time you was at church? Can you remember the last time that you prayed before you lay down and go to sleep? Can you remember the last time that you thanked God for the food before you ate it? The adjective blessed means not only indwelt by God because of Christ, but also being fully satisfied. I'm satisfied with Jesus. Are you satisfied? Book of Revelation, chapter 3. Revelation, chapter 3. Notice what God said here. He said in uh, the third chapter of Revelation in the seventh verse, Revelation 3, no, let's go to 17. I left off my one in front of that. Because thou sayest, I am rich, increased with goods, have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I'm blessed. But are you wretched, miserable, poor, and blind and naked? He's not talking about clothes. He's talking about spiritual clothes. Are you clothed in the righteousness of God? A third point is the believer must interact with this world of corruption, darkness, in order to act as salt and light. God didn't save you and want you to go into your house and stay there. You don't have to, you know, when everybody else is throwing a fit, 
Christian ought to be a little different. So see, I remember my Dear loved one that would say when I was getting a little hot, you know, she's, she would say, now, it's all right for Tony to get hot, but Pastor Tony can't get hot. Somebody's watching you. Yeah, and when you get hot, they'll see it. And that's the only thing they'll remember. Just as salt is derived from the earth, so every believer is to remember that he is earthly. He's earthly. So when these good people, and I think they are good, they just uh, been taught wrong, or they're, they sleep in church, I'm, I'm not sure what causes it, but God said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, he said, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. I'm very thankful I have a house. But my home is in heaven. My home is in heaven. And that's what Paul was talking about to the church of Corinth. For we know that if our earthly house, this body, see, a lot of you in this room this morning says like the pastor, your earthly body needs a little work. My heavenly body is perfect, waiting for me. So all I ask for from my Savior, Lord, you just give me strength so that I can do what you call me to do as long as you want me to do it. I believe every Christian ought to have that desire. Just give me strength, Lord, to do what you call me. He didn't save you just to keep you out of hell. The thief on the cross proved that. And who knows? This may be the last day for any of us. However, in Christ, he becomes free from the law of sin and death. I don't have to keep any of the laws in order to be saved. But it's still just as wrong for me or you, if you're saved, to break the natural laws, God's laws, man's laws, just because you can Thereby he acts as a per server 
in the decaying world around him should be lost his Christ likeness. See, that's what we let the world do to us. And likewise, the believer is light because Christ is the light of the world. And according to John chapter 8 and verse 12, which we probably all know that, but I, I feel like we need to read it as we prepare to close. You know, John chapter 8 and verse 12, God says this. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Didn't say should not. What did it say? Shall not. Shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. See, a lost man is dead. He's, he's, his body is decaying. His soul is waiting for the fires of hell. So the only enjoyment he got is to go out and take what isn't his, whether it be somebody else's wife cheating on a deal or whatever, because he knows where he's going. And the devil says, oh, that, that old hell thing, it ain't right. But yet if you read when Lazarus and the rich man died, they both knew each other. You know what seems to me that I think about it and I, I haven't been able to handle it well. What if somebody you really loved and you looked up to and at the judgment seat, great judgment seat, he wasn't there. He was at the great white throne judgment for years. You believe if anybody's saved, that person is saved. But they turn out not to be saved. Because Christ used the word many a lot of times in the Bible. Many saved. Many saved. So when we read John 8, 12, we find out that the believer is light because Christ is the light of the world. And if Brother Steve is saved, he's got some light in him. Why don't he want to show that light? Why don't he want to tell people, I, I, you know, I don't want to die today, but I'm ready to die. Or would you sing that song, Wait a Little Longer, Dear Jesus? As we close, in Matthew, the fifth chapter, God talks about letting, Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. They may not know what's happened to you, but once God saves you, if you took it, you know, if the vaccine vaccinated with the blood of Christ, if it took, you can't hide it long. You, no, I, 
I'm saved and I don't want to fight that fight. I don't want to argue. I'm saved. I know I'm saved. So, you know, I'm happy. No, you aren't happy. You deceive yourself. Let, let me ask you something as we close. One of these weeks back, I had TV on and the Kentucky lottery was something like $550 million or something. If you won that, you wouldn't move. Well, nobody know it. Well, you would be like a mockingbird. Because now, man, you you, you buy any, you buy a governorship or a senate seat. You know, you want somebody to know it. Well, if you're lost and God saves you. That's better than winning the lottery.